It's a better podcast, I assure you. Release it as is. You gotta save that spank bank material. Yeah, yeah. Don't wanna get into that. <laughs> anyway, Spoilers. this week on some... <laughs> This week on Executive Decision. <laughs> Wrong. The birdcage came out this week. I'm not joking about Damn that. It. We could have covered the birdcage. I watched the but... wrong movie again. Uh, we were talking crazy. about Executive Fargo. Decision was awesome. And said, Executive Decision is next week. I thought we were doing two, Fargo and Executive Decision. You have no respect for the listeners either. They're <laughs> they're, they're listening to Fargo right now, and you keep prattling on about uh, Kurt Russell. I got to give him something exciting, something worth listening to. Best Picture nominee, Fargo. What was the, okay. what was the uh, rating I sent uh, you earlier as you were <laughs> bitching and moaning about having to watch Fargo, uh, what, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and like 94 from the audiences? You even have the common man backing you up. I like how you, you know, you pick and choose when you, mm-hmm. yes. you know, <laughs> hold, you prop up Rotten Tomatoes. You've or prop caught up on to my ring, sir. <laughs> Which serves your purpose. Yeah. I was quick with that. Couldn't screenshot it fast enough. Be like, guess what? Objectively, you're wrong, Cairo. I'm, uh, Jerry Lindegard. You got the car? You bet. Brand new burnt umber Sierra. You want your own wife kidnapped. Her dad, he's real well off. So why don't you just ask him for the money? <laughs> See, these are personal matters. Personal matters? I'm... Wait, it's Jerry. I don't know what to do. It's my wife. We gotta talk. It's something hard. Jeez, it's terrible. Oh, I got the state looking for a Sierra with a tag starting DLR. I'm not sure that I agree with you 100% on your police work there, Lil. I think that vehicle there probably had dealer plates. Jeez. DLR? No, they said no cops. Here's the second one. So we got a trooper pull someone over. This a new car then, sir? I'll check the news, officer. Still got that smell. There's a high speed pursuit. We got a shooting. And then this execution type deal. Million dollars, a lot of damn money. They got my daughter. Why's it, hon? Breakfast and lunch, Margie. What are those, night crawlers? Oh, yeah, look pretty good. How's Jean? Who's Jean? My wife. <laughs> well, the little guy, he was kind of funny looking. You were having sex with a little fella then. Yeah. Mind if I sit down? Trying quite a load here. Where's Jerry? Cause your damn money. Now where's my daughter? Jeez. What a good shit. We don't want the entire 80,000. I answered the darn. I'm cooperating here. You have no call to get snickered with me. I'm just doing my job here. <gasps> what do you fellas got yourself mixed up in? Police! <laughs> so, is there anything else you can tell me about him? He wasn't circumcised. Oh, yeah? Uh, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, why? What is your with your distaste for Fargo so much so that you want to skip this week entirely? You know, it's not that uh, I have a great distaste for it. It's that uh, I'm a I'm a, a victim of the noise, right? I'm a victim of the 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 echo chamber of how great this is a classic and all this stuff. And this is my second or third time seeing it, and I it's it's okay. You know, it's a good it's a good movie. You know, but. Point to Bad me. Bad podcasting to... right now. Bad. You can't just say it's fun. Come no, in, it, just well, go ahead and say that's... you hate it. <laughs> Point to me to where what elevates this to classic status, right? The the story is pedestrian, right? It's just a really simple ruse that we've seen a million times. Mm, I would disagree there. It's a simple heavy ruse. in the acting. 
but it gets uh from the I guess the the villain side of it, it gets unnecessarily complicated for them because they're they're idiots. Sure, but again, it's still not. Are you saying it's the same thing we've seen from the Coen Brothers because they've done this no. like, burn after reading. They went oh, back yeah. to this, yeah. what, maybe leaning a far more comedically, but it's a group of idiots botching uh, a theft. <laughs> and I actually enjoy it. I really like Burn After Reading because that brings something to the table, right? This was very... Turn up the idiocy. Is what you're yes, saying. yes. Give me more Bottle Rocket. Wait, you didn't like Bottle Rocket. Oh. I'm just shut what? up. I'm doing the Deniston. I'm holding up what I want when I want. I'm confused. <laughs> Shut Grandpa, up. Grandpa Hiro, forgetting the continuity of the show uh, <laughs> as he speaks. Um, you know what? That was a pretty good tactic on his part because it silenced us for two seconds, Jared, as we tried to formulate a counterpunch <laughs> to that. The gears actually <laughs> grinding in my head. Wait a second. So I, I will give uh, Hiro um, some, I guess, points in his corner. And we always um, value changing <laughs> opinions from one week to the next. Sure, <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh, so this was not, um, I don't know if this was like any sort of box office sensation. Um, it's interesting when I look at it, that this released on March 8th, 1996 in like, you know, 36 theaters and it was in 58 theaters. Uh, and then, you know, it, it got up to about what 716 was the most. So, um, but this was like a slow roller, like ended up making $25 million. Um, but after it's first, I don't know, month of existence. It had made fourteen million. So it just I don't know, this probably just wouldn't happen today. Uh which I know you're a hater of uh what was the one they did for Netflix, the ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah, you and I yeah. did a podcast on that. Um not good. So and this was not uh, I guess I would say this was not no country for its time, but it has stuck around. It, I think it's gained an estimation, and maybe it did even for the Oscars that year because this is a spring release, and then it made it all the way to a year later. Best Picture nominee Frances McDormand wins for. I will say that's where you're wrong. Uh, I would say she's a pretty iconic character. I don't know if the the premise of the plot is iconic, but I think her character has stood out. In uh, what about it? I mean, like landscape. I'm, I mean, throwing out the label iconic is pretty pretty heavy. What what about her is iconic? What 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 draws Red Mike in. <laughs> well, you should have tossed this to Jared. That's just poor form on your part because, um, as we know, he was doing research uh, right up to recording on pregnant Francis McDormand and other things of the internet that he was perusing. So, Jared, what do you think makes uh, <laughs> Marge here iconic? Uh, well, uh, pushing aside my <laughs> research in other areas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, well, she, Rose. Show. she is a mother, and uh, that seems to be an area of expertise, or an upcoming mother, <laughs> for me. Uh, on a serious note, though, I, th- I guess it's just in- encapsulating that uh, that that northern, um, nice to a T, like that you betcha stuff. You know, it's. Uh, I thought she did a really good job there. I would say that it's not. It's an unusual character for the uh the, the surrounding events hiro uh a pregnant um not a simpleton she's not an idiot but i guess most people perceive her to be as jared saying that uh not only like uh northern nice but small town nice uh and she's going to come into conflict with you know uh, i mean this is kind of a spoiler but <laughs> men who will 
uh, turn on each other and uh, decide to dispose of one's body through a wood chipper. Like she's going to come across uh, evil here, but not in that no country for old men style, which is extremely heavy and is, is about true evil. This is some sort of weird <laughs> amalgamation of like no country for old men, blood simple and burn after reading. I think, I think that's why this one is stuck around high rose. Cause it's like, it's like the Coen brothers from both sides combined into an odd mix. It's a contrast. It's it's a weird contrast between ultraviolence and this like northern Mayberry. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good, and you great. But uh, once you get past the 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 sort of fun aspect of making fun of that Minnesota, uh, you know, syntax or cadence or whatever it is to their speech, what's left? I mean. They're just normal people doing normal shit, and I would say William H Macy for me. Well, I think he's a, <laughs> he's a great character. <laughs> he's also, you know, pretty much staying on brand. It feels like, like he feels like that character a lot. Mm. Have you seen know. Pleasantville? Well, where he gets I mean, cuckolded. He, he does seem to have problems uh, in movie marriages. I'll grant yeah, you oh that. yeah. You know what? <laughs> he may be uh taking over for uh oh what's his face? Hyro's clicking on his cuckold folder right now. Yeah, no, I got a file Come save. <laughs> I, got it's a, I got a file save. I gotta find the movie with uh with my other co host's favorite actor, you know. Uh, Is this one from um Zero Dark Thirty and like one of the apes movies? I can't remember the actor's name. Is that the uh That's him the, the go to the go to cuckold? Um, Jason Clark. Jason Clark. Um, let's just dismiss that out of hand right now. There, I don't think there's any cuckolding in this episode. Um, William H Macy does not seem to be interested in sex. Uh, actually, the the thing I really like about him is I find him to be like a far more believable uh, version of like evil incarnate than I do the uh, coin flipper the like the the joker from no country for old men who is like otherworldly he's like an alien being <laughs> like this guy he starts out like he's in a well-off family but he just can't handle the fact that he's not the one that has brought this wealth that he all he all he can do is be married to it and the wife seems perfectly reasonable i don't know if she would make the short list for jared's you know pre-show <laughs> research <laughs> She's a little goofy. <laughs> she does kind of walk funny. Jared's a fan of that. That's a very recent uh, discovery of mine. <laughs> Gate like a baby giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're getting older, so you have to find new. Well, it's much know. easier if they, you know, stumble and fall, and <laughs> I can settle, catch up to settle them. down there, sir. <laughs> Me too. We'll be coming at you. Oh, the Ether Bunny please. is gonna is not. Uh, PC in 2021, please, sir. Please cancel me. Please <laughs> don't allow me to get on any sort of media. <laughs> How many conversations have you had with people about Fargo, Hiro? And you're you say you're sort of surrounded by guess, no, uh, I mean, podcasters, hate group it's, meets weekly. <laughs> <laughs> we hate women in charge in our crime films. Oh, stop! You know, paint me with that broad brush. It, it's everywhere. You know, you, you listen to any sort of podcast. If, it, if Fargo comes up, it's nothing but adulation and praise. I mean, you can't escape it when it comes to this movie. And I'm not saying, I mean, I, 
it might not just be it might just not be for me you know it's just i find it to be pedestrian i i find nothing especially coming from someone like the cohen brothers who have this big reputation you know no country um you know these these films like that where they're so big and they're so sort of quirky that i i'm expecting more than this just very like sort of linear pedestrian story there's just nothing there See, I, would think and I just this don't would see be, it. I just I'm I'm taken aback by it. I always took this as like a much longer version of the opening five minutes of Magnolia. Um, if you remember that, like that that weird uh, Ricky Jay is doing the the narration and he's kind of setting the scene for the tone of the movie. Where Ricky Jay is uh, is Tom Cruise or who, who's Ricky Jay in Magnolia? Ricky Jay is a uh, well, I think he's uh, passed now, but a, a real person. Um, in in Magnolia, I think he's a producer on the game show, uh, but for some reason he's doing the narration. Okay. Uh, in Boogie Nights, I believe he's the sound man. I think. Don't I don't I don't know exactly, but he's on the he's on the uh, the production team there for Burt Reynolds. Uh, but in Magnolia, his voiceover is about this really strange crime. So I don't know if either one of you remember how it opens, where it's a, a teenage boy who is tired of his. Uh, parents constantly having this sort of domestic violence situation where they're always threatening each other and yelling, screaming. So he decides to kill himself by jumping from the, uh, the the roof of this apartment building. And just as he happens to pass through uh, by the window, his mom, who is threatening uh, his father with a shotgun, pulls the trigger but misses the father and blasts the son as he passes out the window. Um, and then he falls into a net that he did not remember or didn't, did not realize that they had installed because they were like having some, uh, some window guys, uh, doing some work outside. So it ends up being this weird kind of, uh, um, one of those like newspaper clippings of like, you know, uh, news of the weird type stories where, uh, a man who tries to kill himself ends up being murdered uh, inadvertently by his own mother. And he is an accomplice to his own murder because he ends up being the one that loaded the shotgun. Fargo to me is like a two hour version of that where it is uh, various, um, I guess, coincidental actions and fuck ups from the characters that lead to uh, more, I guess, mischief and mayhem. And I enjoy it immensely. I enjoy the silliness of it. And I guess where I would disagree with you, Hyro, is that I, uh, if I had to pick, if I had to pick a Coen Brothers movie, this will be the one I would send people because I do think you have your Burn After Readings, your Raising Arizonas that go way off uh, to 11 as far as broad comedy and zaniness. And then you have the the No Countries, uh, maybe even the Barton Finks that get into sort of you know weird, dark territory. And I feel like this is the one that could satisfy both. It may be the only one that I think is like squarely right in the middle between comedy and drama. Hiro, rebuttal. <laughs> He's just like glowering. He's just like it's just like we have a year of a year of shit on this show coming up. I picked it because it was a year of shit for the most part. It's pure shit. The juror was one. Um, I'm trying to think what else we've come up, Jared. I know we have striptease. I don't remember if it's actual yeah, shit or not. Don't you let me. I, don't you forget about. <laughs> I watched it as a teenager. I can't say that I was like, ah, oh, this scene. I don't know. I don't know about the nuances here of the acting. No. I, I doubt I was looking at those Burt Reynolds. Eyes. <laughs> Burt Reynolds' goofy Southern <laughs> accent. Doesn't he like? 
lather himself up in Vaseline in that movie. Oh, yeah. Nothing like he could feel that. it in his boots. <laughs> My point is, Hyro, that there's no damn pleasing you. Because we <laughs> Wait till executive decision. You have pleased me with executive decision. We have a year of nonsense, guilty pleasures at best, and we get to a week like this, or we get to, I guess you're now much beloved bottle rocket, because you have something to compare it to. Or Scorsese is calling it one of the best of the decade. And you're like, this is crap. It's always crap on this show. Bring on John Leguizamo. I, uh, it is on brand, though, because I'm, I figured if you didn't like Bottle Rocket, you definitely aren't going to like Fargo because it has that That's true. That uh, sort of silliness and whimsy to it up to a point. I mean, there, there is a point where the shit gets real in uh, Fargo opposed to Bottle Rocket. But yeah, I guess it has that same sort of tone to it. Up until about the last five or ten minutes, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll explain it this way. Then, how about this? Like this movie has so little in terms of of hooks that sober cinema can gra- glom onto. Like, there's literally nothing about the prostitutes to tee off like the, on yeah. the scene with the you know the two pick your poison. <laughs> yeah, the two okay. Two so that there. was funny to me. Okay, let me let's dive into that. Not so much the uh, like when she's the cop is interviewing them. We gotta have both. God bless them. They actually show, you know, Steve Buscemi and uh, what is the other actor's name? The weird fuck. Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare always playing a weird fuck. uh, Yeah, sociopath. (laughs) Is he the same guy who was stuck on the uh, like the Russian satellite uh, space station in Armageddon? I think you're right. Yeah. Fuck. Yet another reason to hate Fargo from a completely different film. I despise this. I was going to give them credit that they actually showed the sex scene with probably two people you don't want to see have sex. <laughs> we don't just I talk like about that, it. That the ladies were smothering them, so all you see is like kind of a little bit of white ass. Well, that was the Coen brother saying, "Cover up as much as Mr. Pink as you can, please. Just don't." If, you, if you're Steve Buscemi, do you appreciate that in the script your cast is the funny looking one that you're just constantly <laughs> referred to? As, when you're you're right there in the same car as Peter Stormare, it's, it's not like it's Brad Pitt next to you, and he still is like, oh, that's the hideous creature. The other one's the what do they call him? The Marlboro Man. The Marlboro like, Man. Yeah, Carl Hungus <laughs> <laughs> from Log Jamming. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Got another oddball scene that uh, I don't know if I ever got my head fully around it. And certainly not when I watched it as a teenager. I thought this may be the one thing, like, I don't know, that's kind of a waste of time. What do you make? Uh, well, I'll start with Jared because Hyro is just going to be. I hated this. I hated this because it was just more Fargo time. The weird interlude where uh, Margie meets up like an old high school kind of acquaintance, not even a close mm-hmm. friend. And you it's talk just about, like the Asian dude? Yeah, it's just a means for yeah. him to like. He tries to sit like in the same side of the booth with her, and then gets real once weird. It, he like knows she's pregnant. <laughs> I mean, she's very pregnant and married. That's why I'm I'm going to Jared on, on the should, expert. Dude. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but, but then he starts weeping in front of her, and he's weeping to her also about again, lies. Another, another one of my moves. Yes, yeah, <laughs> just spinning a web, just whole cloth. Talking about his uh, deceased wife that battled cancer. Not all of it bullshit. She finds out like two scenes later. Yeah, he's just living he's an insane pants. person. <laughs> Why do you think it's included here? It, that has nothing to do with the the case and you know. I, I actually looked this up a long time ago. I couldn't figure it out myself, and I can't exactly recall the reasoning for it. But it has something to do with Margie. Um, 
following every lead maybe or something like investigating into every single thing because she has no real obligation to this dude like she doesn't seem that enthused to really catch up with him she's no. you know she's in town for business and she's like well i guess might as well um but yeah she's you could get the impression from her performance that she's like why is this man calling me mm-hmm. like i don't really know this person well i mean anybody calls me at 10 30 at night that's either one of you two my family anybody i'm hanging up mm-hmm. on you i'm not <laughs> i'm not entertaining or a phone call 8 a.m recording for fargo hey, you know whenever we have to hit the moving target to <laughs> record <laughs> grandpa hiro <laughs> whenever you know hiro needs his meds <laughs> All right, I'll toss the ball to you, Hiro. Was this like your least favorite moment in the movie? This like extraneous bit here. I, I mean, what's the point? Again, like I, I... <laughs> <laughs> did you say the same well, thing when she's like um, walking in the snow, looking at dead bodies, trying to assess what happened? Did you? Were you still saying what was the point of this? Why? I, you know, I'll give I'll give this movie a compliment. I like what they do with like the landscape, like the way they use that like cold tundra. You know, they they kind of like lean back, and you see fucking white for days, man. I like that. I, it adds like a genetic quad to the movie, and has like a certain feel to it. But then it just you know Listen cut to, to her this, doing her. What the fuck is going on here? Kind of language was that? Is that Peruvian that you're speaking? Genesis what is, what is going on here? What's wrong with you? Play the music. <laughs> <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> Try to give a compliment and all I do is get attacked by the red state over here. Good night. Look at this. So that's the uh, thematic purpose mm. of this entire show for the most point. <clears throat> I want to, Hiro to, to put... Uh, how dare you? I'm just zooming right past that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what if Do you like the Coen Brothers? Normally, like what? Give me your like. What are the uh, you know two or three that stand? And that's out what I was just doing uh, right now is uh, looking down really the hard. IMDb of the old. Uh, <laughs> I was using Joel Cohen obviously because he's the uh, he uh, comes first. Um, obviously, uh, I love a serious man. Burn after reading is good. True Grit is good. No Country for Old Men is good. So this mm. really does stick out then. So your, your hatred is pure. It's not just like. Uh, I just don't like their style, so this just isn't for me. Like, it's something about Fargo specifically that bothers yeah. you. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's it's just, even, like, Miller's Crossing was pretty good. It was all right. You know, Raising Arizona, I think I'm going to give it another shot. I, I so, was a little drunk, and I fell asleep. Miller's Crossing is on this feed uh, where Jared and I um, looked at, it, I think, the 30-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Like I actually watched it because you guys were talking about it. Um, Very similar, though. Uh, going over the same ground as far as... A lot of the characters that the Coen brothers like to write are very confused about what's going on around them. And there may be like one person in that case, it was the Gabriel Byrne character uh, that was kind of playing everyone against each other. Um, but it worked for you there because that, that's also I, a mixture. Of I was more invested in the sort of what's going to happen aspect of it, mm-hmm. right? Like, is he going to get out of the rat trap that he built for okay. himself? You know, whereas and, here is just like Will Marge. Yeah, the, the opposite on Fargo is you already know what happened, and you're just seeing how she figures it out. Like right. You, okay. Yeah. Do you think the film, is it improved if you don't see that, uh, the, the, the the initial murders, I guess, that car chase, instead just have her piecing it together without having that uh, particular sequence? No. I think it's still just as bad. 
no pleasing him. <laughs> no, I give it like a three out of five on Letterbox. It's it, it's 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 a good movie. I just I, I can't don't wait have to it. look at your Letterbox review. Uh, complete and utter dog shit. Three stars. <laughs> three out of five. <laughs> I need WebBiz to read it for me. I don't know. Uh, I really uh, I really like this one. I would say that it uh, if we get to the end of this year, this would probably be. Easily a top five for me. If I was doing my own best picture nominees, because as I've mentioned, uh, even though we didn't start with Biodome, uh, you know, From Dust Till Dawn is probably in the top, you know, quarter of movies in 1996. So I don't know what else we have that can challenge Fargo, but we do have something next week. Next week. Oh, yes. I'm excited. You, I so swear, you better be leave, positive. Leaving you, you the floor here. <laughs> Better not be rope-a-dope time where you come in and it's like, yeah, I guess it's okay because I watched Fargo instead. A travesty. Two and a half stars. (laughs) (laughs) The scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, Single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. Uh, I'm trying to see what one. What were the nominees for Best Picture? Best Patient won Best oh, Picture. That movie's fucking garbage. Uh, let me take some other guesses. Shine. I think Shine. I've never seen Shine, but I think that was one of them. I've seen it, but I forgot everything about it. Crazy piano This is player? weird. I'm scrolling down IMDb, and mm-hmm. Best Picture is not the first category. You go to, like, actor, actress, da-da-da. Yeah, scroll all the way to the bottom. Why is this? Who did this? All right. Jerry Maguire, Shine, Secrets and Lies, Fargo, and The English Patient is the winner. All I don't right, know what I've... Secrets and Lies is. Um, Mike, Mike Lee, I think, Adoption Story. Didn't oh, this is the up? one that I tried to... Uh, you tried to program... I tried to put this a on. A British movie about um, like a woman that was like put up for adoption. I made it about three minutes into it, and I was like, ooh. No, Some of these I'm things out. are easily... You know, it's easy to discern that they're traps that you set for me and Jared. Uh, I would have gone with Jared have... McGuire. <laughs> Jared McGuire, honestly, uh, beats Fargo right now. Yeah, I would say Fargo was not taking home the trophy for me. I love Jared McGuire, though. Me too. Jared, your thoughts on Jerry Maguire? He's looking at Debbie Rose walking again. It's sufficient. It's okay. (laughs) Three stars. Three stars. (laughs) 